Hi guys, it's Ritik again. And for this week, we have Anushka, who is a software engineer here at Ottawa. She's actually going to be graduating this year. So congrats on that, Anushka. And today, we're, she's going to come in and talk about what her experience has been like for her undergrad, what her plans are once she graduates, and how she's liked it at U Ottawa. So let's get on with it. All right, Anushka, thank you for coming. Of course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a Thanks great pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just to get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. So like uh, your <laughs> name, your program, Okay. what year you're in. Right? The tricky uh, question. That's, tricky a, that's question. a trick question. Yeah. So what year you're in and then maybe a fun fact about yourself. Okay. Um, so my name is Anushka Paliwal. Um, what was the second thing? <laughs> <laughs> program. Uh, I'm in software engineering um, and I did it with the entrepreneurship option. Okay. Um, and I'm in like my 4.5 year, I guess. I'm basically graduating this semester. So I'm, I'm done. It's <laughs> really good, yeah. Yeah. And last question was... Fun fact. Fun fact. Oh, that's... Okay. Tricky question again. Um, I used to swim competitively. Yeah, for like years. For the school here? Or not, not, not at, un at the university level, but before. But like, okay. now it's software engineering, like it can't. That was too much. <laughs> okay. The second question I want to ask is, how did you get into software engineering? So why did you, from high school after you graduated and you're applying for your university programs, how did you choose to do software engineering? What was your reasoning behind it? Yeah, so I think I knew forever that I wanted to do engineering just because I had always been really good at math and people always associate math with engineering right away. Um, and then when I was in like grade 10, I took a programming course in high school. Um, actually, let me, let me tell you, like I wanted to do engineering, but I didn't know which one. So I wanted to do aeronautical engineering which uh, it obviously did not work out because uh, I don't have a love for physics. Um, and then in grade 10, um, I took a course in, in high school, like a programming course. I learned Java and I, I loved it. I, it was frustrating because, you know, when I was trying to like debug code or like when things weren't going my way, I would get frustrated. But as soon as like, you know, my code ran and I could see like exactly what I wanted to see or what I was trying to do. That feeling is something like I, I, I love that feeling. You know, I made that happen and that's when I fell in love with programming and I realized, okay, that's perfect. I'll do software engineering. And I think in grade 10, like that's when I decided, like that's when I knew um, that I would do um, software engineering as my career. Um, and I, and I haven't regretted it since then. Like it's been my one goal. So it's been a while, I guess, since I have like decided to do it. Yeah. Did you, so you, you took, I'm guessing you did, you definitely did Java in high school, right? Yes. So was there any like associated interest you had because of that? So I know in, in our grade 10 Java course, we had to do game development. We had to make a game yes. as a final project. Yep. So did you, did you like decide that you want to do game development or were you, were you still open to options? Um, I knew I did not want to do game <laughs> okay. development. You didn't like the project? <laughs> no, I, I like the project and I'm very proud of it still. Like okay. I still remember what it is, but uh, 
I, I just, I never, per, I personally never played video games, like, growing up. I never had an interest to, because I was always, like, outside. I'd rather, like, mm-hmm. you know, go out and play or, you know, go to the pool or, like, okay. you know, I, I never played video games ever. Um, so I guess I never wanted to create them. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Right? So even when we had that project, like, um, my mind did not go into, like, a video game type thing. My, I love board games and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I kind of made my own game, like mm-hmm. my own little world. But yeah, like I would never want to build games. <laughs> like that's not not my thing. Um, I don't know much about it to be honest. Like that industry. Um, so yeah, never had an interest in that. So then, did you have any idea of what interests you had in specific, like specifically in software? In software? Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was doing, when I decided to do software and when I was like in first year, mm-hmm. I kind of got interested in design a little bit, a little bit. Um, but I, it wasn't very serious. I kind of wanted to go with the flow and wanted to use like the, like my co-ops as an opportunity to like explore. Um, and that's kind of like what happened. Like I just went with the flow and uh, kind of ended up where I did. But, uh, but I mean, design always like intrigued me, um, like every, anywhere, like I'm, I'm a very colorful person. And so, um, I don't know, I just really like, that's the part where I, I always took notice in when I was developing, I wanted to make it look good. Um, but yeah, I guess that could be a side, but I was interested in so many things like that's that my mind is like all over the place in a good way. Cause I'm like interested in anything and everything as like long as I'm exposed to it. So my goal going into university, like when I was in first year was like, I told my, my parents, I had a conversation with them because they asked me the same question. Like, do you know, cause it's a very broad field. Do you know what exactly you want to do? And I was like, I have no idea, but I have five co-ops, so I'll figure it out, you know? Um, and that's what I feel like university is about. So yeah. if you, if you haven't like decided like what your interest is or what specifically you want to work in, that's okay. Like you have four and a half, like five years to figure it out, you know? Yeah. So we finished talking about your high school and why you wanted to pursue software engineering. So when you got to U Ottawa, you were in your first year and like all first years we have, our co-op in the summer and it's obviously a lot of stress for us first years so what is it like uh, what was your experience like getting your first co-op okay uh, my experience is pretty pretty good okay um, so you weren't stressed I think everybody's a little stressed and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is the same amount of stress. I'm telling you, like, you know, what you're feeling, others are feeling too, so you're not an anomaly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was stressed like a little bit because I was stressed about like the interview process because I was like, oh my God, what are they going to ask me? What if I don't know yeah. um, the answer? And once like, I, I think I talked to a few upper year students. I think that's, that's very important, right? Yeah. Just talk to more people to see how their experiences were. Um, and they told me like, if you don't know, that's okay. You know, um, when, you're, when you're doing your first co-op or when you're looking for your first co-op, I don't think they're looking for someone that is super technically proficient. They're looking for someone that wants to be technically proficient that wants to learn so I think like once I realized like what what I have to offer to them I kind of became more confident 
because um, I was also looking for a good opportunity for me to learn. So it's, it, it goes both ways. There are expectations both ways. Um, so for me, what I had to offer was um, a really eager student, you know, and what I was looking for was a really good mentor um, to, to teach me. And so when I went to interviews, um, I talked to them like it was a conversation. Like I, I wasn't like, I was like a good, like I wasn't too formal. Like I, I try to be as comfortable as possible because they're not there to challenge you or challenge your, um, you know, academic knowledge yeah. and your academics and your technical proficiency. Like they're not there to make you feel bad. They're just there to see if you'd be a good fit for their team. And my job was to show them if I was interested in their team, which obviously everywhere I applied, I was interested. My job was to show them that, hey, I'm really interested and I think we could work well together. Okay. Um, so I think that's the important part, especially for your first co-op, because that's what you have to like offer them. Um, and so so when, when, I, when I changed kind of my mindset and I kind of luckily did it really early because I have an older sister. Um, and, and when I say like talking to upper year students, I talk to my sister <laughs> about like, hey, I'm feeling nervous. Like, you know, like how do I deal with this, you know, stress? And she told me like, look, don't have like crazy expectations. Just tell them what you were looking for. What do you want to do? Like, just keep things simple. You know what I mean? And if you can like convey that, then it gets really easy. You know what I mean? Because when you're calm, composed and confident, they will kind of get that energy and like want to work with you. Um, and, and don't, it's your first co-op. Don't be too picky. Don't not apply to a job because um, I think I can do better. Like, just apply to it. Like, you know what I mean? What if you can't? So for me, I wasn't too picky. I was like, look, I want the experience. I want to go to interviews to see if I can find someone that can teach me and like work with me in a way that I, I need them to. Um, and when, when, I, when I did that, I, I ended up with a really, really good place with like amazing people. My team was incredible. <laughs> so I, I worked at like Public Works and Government Services Canada for my first co-op. Um, a lot of people say, and we're in Ottawa, so like a lot of people say like they don't want to work for the government or like yeah. they think it's boring, they're not going to get a lot of work. My experience with the government was very positive. I got a lot of work. Um, I learned a lot. And I had an incredible team and it was pretty fast paced too. Um, and I know other people have had like not so good experiences, but you have to keep an open mind. Um, you can always go there, not get enough work and ask for more work or, um, and if you're not getting enough work, you can work on your side projects. You can, you can, there's always a way to like find a way to find improve. the silver lining. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, don't be nervous. Like you gotta change your expectations. Like if you're nervous, I guess, um, and just be okay with what you're offering them because that is enough. You know, um, in your first crop, they're not gonna ask you two technical questions, and even if they do ask you technical questions, that's okay. That's their job, right? To make sure like you know a little bit. Um, and if I didn't know the answer to something, which I don't really remember my interview exactly, but I'm pretty sure they asked me, like, they did ask me technical questions, and I'm pretty sure they didn't, like, I didn't know the answers to a few, and I just said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not sure, but maybe it's this, or I'm thinking it has something to do with that, or, like, 
um, am I am I close? Like you gotta just show your interest. So when you when they ask you a question and you don't know the answer, it's a really good opportunity for you to show them how how good you are at being a student, how good you are at asking more questions to figure out the answer, how good you're at at dealing with not knowing, because. You can't know everything. <laughs> like I said, like our, our software engineering is such a broad field. It's okay to not know, but it's it's best to want to learn, you know. Um, and that's what if you show them that, that's what they're looking for. That's why they're there, and they're like they'll be really happy with that. And and that's exactly what I did. Um, I don't think I answered all the technical questions, but I was like, hey, but like I'm really looking to learn. Like if you could tell me what it is, you know. That'd be great because <laughs> then I'll know. And if someone asks me again, even if I don't get the job, now I know an answer to a few of these questions. You know what I mean? So uh, don't be nervous. Like you, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll get a job. There's so many jobs out there. You're in software engineering and you're very privileged mm -hmm. to be able to do co-op after your first year. Yeah. So, so be happy about that and take the positivity into your applications and your interviews. So at the, I, I forget the full name, but and it's the okay. government. Right. What did? What was your role? What were kind of the technologies you were throwing at? Okay. Uh, what did you? What was something that maybe you've learned from that internship and you're still using now? Yeah, that's the question. Um. So my role was like a thoughtful web developer. Okay. And so it was like really simple, like, you know, CSS, JavaScript, HTML kind of thing. So it was really straightforward, which I really liked. It was like a good, sweet job that, you know, once I knew like, uh, you know, how they go about their processes, like I could do it like really, really fast. Uh, like I could, I could get their tasks done. Um, so it was a really good first job. That's why I was like, my experience was great um, because uh, it was not too easy like they did give me like real work that everyone else was doing um, and it also was like simple enough that when I could finish all the tasks it made me feel more confident so after like my first job I was pretty confident like okay I'm gonna be okay um, you know because at the job I was able to deliver um, what was your other question? <laughs> the other question was, what technologies did you okay, use? Okay, so, so yeah, just JavaScript, HTML, CSS, and a few of their like own QA tools okay. that I do not remember. And uh, <laughs> what was something that you learned at that internship and you're still kind of using today? Um, as, like, I know it's, it's like nothing technical, but like uh, being okay with asking questions. Okay. Um, whenever I need so so what I would do is like I would try to like figure something out by myself for a certain amount of time and I would find that sweet spot where like you know I I want to like ask a question right now otherwise it'll be too late and I wouldn't ask like a question too early because again I want to spend some time figuring it out on my own mm -hmm. um, but if I couldn't like I think that ability yeah. to like ask the question at the right time and the yeah. right questions to the right people that was pretty Pretty good, I think that was something else. That's also something I struggled with at my first co-op. Yeah. I would, like the first couple of weeks, I would just ask a question right when I was stuck. Right. But then my uh, my my manager would be like, he'd tell me like, okay, you can't keep asking questions. 
So what he would do is he used this rubber ducky thing. Did you ever do that? No. Okay, so basically you have a rubber ducky in front of you mm -hmm. and instead of asking someone, you talk to the rubber duck. Oh. You tell it what you're trying to do here, mm -hmm. what your code is supposed to do, and then the idea is that while you're conversing with the duck, you'll be able to pick up where you were making right. the mistake. It makes you think a lot. Yeah. I like that strategy. I, I so really like that. I actually used the, the Pikachu that's there. And that was my <laughs> rubber duck when I was at Kodak. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so sweet. But, uh, but yeah, that's a very good strategy. But for me, my problem is the opposite. At first, I would not want to ask questions at all because I felt like if I asked questions and they would think I don't know how to do it or I'm not trying or not taking it seriously yeah. or whatever. I was overthinking it, to be honest, because they weren't thinking any of these things when I was asking them questions. They were expecting questions. So for me, I would like delay asking questions and then only ask a question when I was like, okay, like this deadline is coming up. Like I need to like figure it out. Um, so then I would ask questions. So I, I found that eventually I found that sweet spot to, to, to ask like the right questions at the right time. But yeah, so, it's a it's a process. Like yeah. it's such a small skill that no one talks about, but, but it's so important, you know, especially for your future co-ops. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> once you learn it, like once you know, like I guess it's it's helpful. So at the government, you were a web dev, mm -hmm. and then your second and third internship were at Solace. Yes. And you worked as a Java developer. So for my first one, I was like a, yeah, I did I was Java, and then what soft, was, Java yeah. software developer and then I did uh, cloud. Okay, so uh, what was developer. your transition like between your second or your first from web dev to Java software developer and then from Java software developer to cloud software developer? Right. What was that transition like? Um, so when I, let me tell you, like when I was applying to Solace, um, and we talked about like how I was not nervous applying to call for my first mm -hmm. first call, for my second call when I when I ran into like Solace's like listing, I had no like you know how they say like requirements yeah. or like good to have or nice mm -hmm. to have or whatever. Um, I had I didn't have most of it. I was like, okay, no, no, no. And I was like, but I read the description and I looked into the company. I was like, oh my God, I really want this job. Um, I really, really wanted it. And because I really wanted it and I didn't have any of the requirements or most of the requirements, I, I, that's when I, I got stressed out and anxious. So it was the most, I was really nervous for that interview. Um, and, then I, and then I got it. And I was so shocked because I, I just I, I knew I wasn't going to get it because I was not qualified. That's why I applied to like jobs you're not qualified for because you can get them like and a lot of people will say this. But yes, apply to jobs you're not qualified for. So I got the job and um, I knew it was going to be challenging because, again, I didn't have all the qualifications. And I was like, OK, this company does some crazy stuff <laughs> and um, I, I want to be able to like do meet their expectations basically because my interview was uh, with my manager and, and the team I was going to be working with and he um, I really look look up to him um, when I interviewed with him and even when I started so I guess the jump was like really high it was very challenging because the work that they do in Solace and the technologies they use is pretty crazy. Um, so just learning even what they do was like, whoa. 
Um, but it was really good because that's exactly what I wanted. What was your time like at Solis? What was the culture like? How was how did the team respond to an intern? How did they, I guess, was it did, would they give projects to an intern or was it like the same work the full time employees would get? Mm -hmm. What was your overall experience like? Right. So in terms of like culture, I think Solis is a really really good place, um, especially for me because like I fit right in. Like um, it was really easy to talk to and become really good friends with with the people that work there. I'm still friends with people that work there. Like years later, like two, three years later, I'm still friends with them and I still talk to them. Um, and, you know, in terms of culture, amazing. Um, I had a really good rapport with my with my manager as well. So like that was really good. I, I loved my manager. He was fantastic. Um, and, and in terms of like the work that I was given, um, in my first term at Solace, so when I was doing the job, like I was given like a project, but it wasn't like a project for like interns or co-ops. It was just me doing that project because my team required this specific part that only like one person was gonna work on it. So that's what I did. Um, and, it, and like the team that's all is like it, when I was there were really small so like my team was I think like six or seven people and me um, and so we all kind of had to do like parts of what we were like the big part of the product that we were assigned so I, I did one part so it wasn't like like you know get stay out of the way type of project it was like we need this help us project and it was a project that um, they'd already established before and they were working on when I came on they're like do you want to do this do you, or do you want to do that they gave me like an option mm -hmm. and I, I picked you know um, the project I guess it wasn't really a project it was like a specific task that would take a long time so um, can you discuss the project or is that like NDA you yeah really and also like i don't really remember okay. like so much like, i'll have to like go and like see okay. my notes on it like i don't remember the specifics but like yeah and then for my second term like i i did everything like my again my team was so small i was like the fourth person okay. on that team on, on their cloud team uh the cloud integration team i should mention because that's what i was doing mm -hmm. i was putting their vmars uh up on the cloud um but uh but yeah, I never felt like, I, I never felt sidelined, you know? Um, I always felt like part of the team, which again was really, really important for me. And like in my interview, I I got that, that you know, they, they told me straight up like, look, this is, this is really important to us. We're not like wasting our money on co-ops or anything. Like we want you to like stick around. We want you to have an impact. We want you to feel valued. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They did make me feel that way. Um, so in terms of like that, like Solace is great. It's a, it, it, it's challenging work though. It was some of the hardest work I've done. <laughs> so a lot of co-ops or when people are picking their co-ops, they don't usually go back to the same place. <laughs> yeah. So what was the reason behind your choice of going back to Solace? Uh, yeah, so that, that's a very valid point. And I remember when I didn't even start university, like I was, I think, packing to come up here uh, and I, you know I think my mom or my sister asked me about like co-op and like you know what kind of stuff are you looking for and all that and I told them like I'm never gonna do like a co-op at another company at the same company because I was like 
for me, co-op was like five chances to discover different things. And I was like, I don't want to repeat, like, you know, I, I can always go back when I'm working full time. But for me, co-op was always an opportunity to explore my options. And it was very funny when I decided to go back because I went back on my word, kind of, right? Um, and the reason why I did that is because my manager during my first term um, sat me down and he knew like I was going to go back to school for a semester and then go to another co-op, wherever that may be. But he sat me down and he said like, hey, we want you back and a few of the other managers um, want to wanna see if you're interested to come on their team. And so I was like, I mean, yeah, I want to talk to them and manage to see what like exactly because I, I did talk to them. Like I said, like the culture was so good. I talked to so many of the like I was always hanging out with the full time employees there. Um, it, they're very welcoming. So I, I had talked to the managers before, but not about like exactly what their team does or like exactly what they're expecting from interns. Um, and so I was, from, from from when I was there, they kept increasing the number of interns. Like when I was there, there were four interns and I think now they have 12 or 15. So they, they really keep hiring a lot of interns. Um, yeah, so when, when he sat me down and he's like, hey, um, managers like wanna speak to you to join, like come back to Solace. Uh, you know, you don't have to come back on this team. There are so many other options. So I sat down with each, um, you know, manager uh, individually just to see what they they did or what they had to offer me in terms of like knowledge and experience and um, their cloud integration team really stood out to me because um, and the reason why was because I was in second year and I was like I don't know when I'm gonna get the opportunity to do cloud integration in my career am I gonna get an opportunity in like third my fourth or fifth co-op like when, I'm a, when am I going to be able to do it to see if I'm interested in it or if I like it? And so my question was not, should I go back to Solace? It was, do I want to explore cloud, cloud services? Like, and when I, and then I, and then I thought about it and I was like, look, cloud services, like, again, it's a new thing. It's another option to explore. And it, clearly I'm intrigued. So why not come back to a company I'm loving, you know? So that's why I went back. Okay. Um, and I, I don't regret it for like even a second because I learned so much um, in my in my second term, and I had an equal amount of fun. <laughs> so after Solace, you you did Java Cloud, and then you went to Pronto Forms, where you did front end Dev, yes. right? So that's going back to Web Dev. Yeah. And that's also going back on your word of doing five different, I guess, segments. Yeah. So what was the reasoning behind that? But for me, like, uh, front-end dev that I did at Pronoform was very different from the web dev okay. that I did at the government, at, at Public Works. Um, and the reason being because, like, I was doing React, and I, I knew React, oh, and I okay. liked React. Um, and uh, when I went to interviewed with them, they told me, like, I, I, t I told them about my interest um, in design, in like user experience and user interaction. I felt like that was like a big part of like how I code and like think. And so like that, for like they were really like, uh, like they, they, wait one sec. So they were very uh, open to me, like sitting with the UI team, UX team and seeing how things are done, how their processes are and how, um, 
you know how a designer really works so i feel like i got like both worlds there and so that stood out to me in my interview because they told me i would be able to do that um and like i said when i when i was in high school like that's kind of the field that like i was interested in to start um and i had done java and i had done cloud and i was it was really intense and i wanted to do something fun and like that's some like, something that comes naturally to me um and i thought like a final role was like perfect um did you get pronto forms from the navigator or was that outside of the navigator i believe it was from the navigator actually okay yeah i haven't seen them on there they they were here at they were at uata for a few like career fairs and stuff as well they're trying to get more involved in the community as well okay so what is pronto forms do exactly okay i'll try to explain it as best as possible so they don't just create like forms because that's probably what you what you're thinking they build an application that they call the form builder so um like a company let's say for example a construction company or like a company that kind of sends workers out or inspectors out to make sure things are up to code or like things are being done or a scenario basically um so they'll build a form on our form builder and it's like really complicated with really complicated like conditional logic and all that built in the app so they can make really complicated really long forms uh, with multiple multiple steps like dozens so it's it's a very complicated form that like you know can be built on the form builder and um for example an inspector will go out in the field and like use the form to fill in all the information that needs to be filled in it's kind of like their work process and this is just an example this is just like a construction example so it's <laughs> kind of like a, a flow chart so not exactly no, no. like um, when i say flow chart i mean uh let's say the inspectors looking at um so like looking at like an apartment this, or something yeah. right and it they're trying to go through each part of the apartment so they go to the kitchen they look is is the kitchen in good condition like is it up to code yeah. and stuff and like so that and so if it yeah. if it's no then they it, put no and then a new form pops yes. up so yeah, okay. yeah yeah so it's and like then, yeah got it <laughs> okay so you did that at so you used to react to react yeah which was so much fun because i i, I like okay. it and i enjoyed it and um again that was a really good company to work for because they like allowed us to do that was i think the best company uh that I've worked at that gave me like work like everyone mm-hmm. else. Okay. So like I I really liked the way they structured their teams. Um and I really liked the way they go about assigning tasks to everyone. They which they don't. Okay. You can choose the tasks you want. All right. So if I wanted to do something really challenging, I didn't have to ask for permission or like ask or anything. Not that I had to ask for permission in other places, but I I would have a conversation like, "Hey, could I do this or something?" I could just be like, "I'm doing this and I will ask you if I need help." And that was really empowering again. Uh again, it was my fourth co-op, so maybe they were expecting that. Um and and when you know, it, it was really good in that sense. Like I I loved the work I was given because they trusted us a lot. Um to do the tasks and they also trusted us to ask questions if we were stuck and uh like we used to work it, it was again it's like kind of it's a startup so it would like it was a small team mm-hmm. i think there were like 
10 to 15, 10 developers maybe yeah. total. And then there was me and another co-op and she was a really good friend of mine too. So it worked out perfectly. If I had to ask a question, I would just like turn around and go like, hey, could you like help me out with this? Okay. Um, and it was just, I really liked the work environment and the way we were just, you know, given autonomy. So that was your first four co-ops. Uh, all, I would say, kind of, well, all those companies were kind of in like a start, maybe not Solace. Solace was pretty small, yeah. Okay, so kind of you, you had it that was, startup it was, it was mentality. Like a, Solace like is not a startup, but like it has it's, very few employees. Like when yeah. I was there, I think they had like 200 in total. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like a very big company. Okay, so um, your first four internships, they were at fairly small companies. And then your last internship, you went to RBC, which is pretty big, right? It's one of the mm -hmm. largest banks. I think it is the largest bank in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah. So what was the what was the reasoning behind that move? I mean, why didn't you just take to another small company? Did uh, what was it like working at a bank, the largest bank? Right. Like? Um, I got my RBC job at. Well, through a conference that I organized. Yeah. Um, so when I got that job, uh, well, when they asked me if I was interested in working at RBC, it was before, it was really early, like it was like end of like mid-January, I guess, that they asked me to like work for them. And um, I hadn't even started applying to co-op and like I wasn't going to for a little bit, I think. And um, I, I remember going like, okay, so what's the role? that you have for me like you know what, what role are you like seeing me in and then they told me like okay we have like a lot of roles and then that's when I realized like okay that's like a lot of like that's a big company so um and they asked me like what my previous roles have been and what I've liked and what I want to do in the future and I like I loved front end dev at Piranha Forms so um I told them that like yeah I did front end dev react and I and I loved it um, and I'm kind of looking into a similar thing because I'm trying to find my niche now, uh, or at least a little bit of a niche. <laughs> um, especially because of my fifth co-op, I've had like four experiences and like it's my final one. Like, I honestly, I was kind of exhausted um, in January because I, because of QSEC, because of running QSEC, like I was mentally and physically like exhausted. And um, I didn't think I would have the energy to apply to um, the places that I wanted to, not that I didn't want to go to RBC, mm -hmm. but when they came at me with that offer, they came at a time where I was really tired. Okay. <laughs> um, and they came with an offer that I couldn't refuse, basically. So they uh, were like, yeah, we have a front-end dev, we have like a full-stack dev position available with a focus on front-end um, at RBC Omni. And I had heard about RBC Omni before, um, and you know they just told me more about it and how much I'm gonna get paid and all that stuff and I um, and I was and then I said yes they they basically offered me a job and I and I said yes like right away and the reasoning behind me saying yes so quickly was because I was tired because I didn't think I had it in me uh, to apply to go through that whole process again. Mm -hmm. um, I'd been organizing a conference and I was doing IEEE, I was doing CSA, I was doing, I had too much on my plate. 
and I, like I said I was exhausted so so I took it but like not because I mean it, it was like easy because it, you know they offered me pretty easily a job but because it was kind of like it was in the field that I wanted you know so it was a front-end dev position uh, it was a full-stack dev position with a focus on front-end which worked out perfectly for me and it was at RBC Omni which I'd heard of so I took it and I don't regret it uh, I was also concerned about it being like a big company and like, you know, how am I going to fit in in a bigger company? Because in the smaller companies that I worked at, I fit in really, really well. Um, I just, I like to know a lot of people. I like, I'm very interested in other people. So I, when I was going to RBC, I remember my first day, I'm like, okay, I hope I can like, you know, my team is small and I can meet a lot of people. I mean, my team was small it ended up being small like the the way they're organized is spectacular it's like literally like amazing um and that's why that's that's one of the things i like about rbc omni is the way they've organized themselves in their teams um so we have like they have, they're organized in squads so every like team basically kind of fun like is responsible for um, a certain part of the, like rbc product you could say um, and your response your team is responsible it's for it to adding new features or improving on those features making updates that's you so you can like specialize in this like you know, field um, or part of the product uh, so I really like that um, and in your team you have like you know front-end design front-end devs back-end devs designers your product owner uh, your your tech lead so it's really like small squads they call them and our and omni like kind of gets bigger and bigger so my team was great i loved it i loved but rbc omni was still so big and that when i was working there i did feel because i could not connect with the other teams because there were so many and everybody kind of just stuck with their own um, squads and journeys so there's a squad level then there's journey level like a journey will probably have like maybe like three or three to five squads um, so I guess as, as I, and that's that's something I had to make my peace with because uh, I don't know it was I can't do anything about it other than try to interact with people and I feel like in the four months that I was there I, I felt like I couldn't do it that too much as I wanted to I guess but uh, maybe I will in the future. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> but it was it was basically very different from working in a small. I can company. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Very very different. So you went from your first internship where you had close to no experience, mm -hmm. right? And then you went to RBC, where you had 1.5 to two years of experience. So what was that? What was the difference like? Where the no experience to 1.5 years of experience. How confident were you when you went into RBC? I mean, I think I was a little confident uh, in my ability to learn how things are done at RBC, how their development processes are. So because like the thing about co-ops are like you have to relearn the way things are done in every at every company. They're similar, but like, you know, their processes might be different the way they organize themselves is different so I was confident in um, transitioning well like I was excited so it was good but um, what's funny is like when I when I when I showed up to my first day of work um, I had a manager and then I had a tech lead so my, my manager knew about my experience my tech lead 
did not know about like how much experience I had. So when I showed up, like we sat down for a little chat to discuss expectations. And then he asked me uh, how many co-ops I've done. And I told him I'd done four. And he kind of just looked like, whoa, he's like, this is your fifth co-op? Okay. Because I think um, they, I don't know, maybe they thought like I was in, it was my first or second co-op and they're like, he kind of just looked at me for a second. He's like, oh, great. So we can do a lot. Like, let's, you know, get going. We can like take things faster. Um, and then that's really good for me. Like, you know, the ramp up time is, is quicker. Um, so in that way, experience does help. And uh, yeah, so my confidence level was kind of the same because again, your expectations change as your experience grows. Um, I, was I was fairly confident for all my experiences because uh, you have to be honest with, again, your tech lead yeah. who's going to be your mentor and yourself. And so, so it was perfect. But it, it was really funny that he was surprised because I, I don't know, he, he didn't know how much experience I had and he was like taken aback. He was like, oh, it was, it was, a, it was a pleasant uh, surprise, I guess. So from several of your answers, I got the notion that you're very involved on the campus. So let's pivot into your extracurriculars. Right. So you mentioned you were organizing a conference, QSEC, mm -hmm. which is Canadian University Software Engineering Conference, right? Yes. So what is, how did you get involved with that? What was your, yeah, let's start with that. How did you get involved with QSEC? Um, so I went to QSEC uh, in first year. Um, not a lot of first years went to QSEC back then. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope they go now. I think they do. Um, but I think there were like, I think five of us, five or six of us out of 500, or sorry, out of like the 100 from New Ottawa maybe, that went, so not a lot of like first years from New Ottawa go to QSEC. Um, but I went because my friend wanted to go and I thought it'd be like a fun experience, go to Montreal, like see and be with more like-minded people. Um, so it's a three-day conference, or it's a three-night conference? Yeah, it's a three-night conference in four days, I think. Um, and it was like so inspiring like that experience and the people I met I met a lot of like upper year students who were doing incredible things so even just having a conversation with them was so inspiring and made me feel so excited for my future um, and just the energy at the conference that I felt like really affected me in a very positive way and so after I attended as a delegate, I um, I didn't go the year after because I was working, because I was on co-op. And then the year after that, so when I was in third year, I heard that they were looking for a head delegate for U Ottawa. And the head delegate, the guy that was the head delegate, like when I went as a delegate, became my mentor basically like my mentor my friend like someone like I, I talk to like all the time even still uh, we're very close like um, and he made a really positive impact in my life just because I met him on the bus to QSEC and uh, I really look up to him like he's like the guy I look up to and I, 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 met, I messaged him when I saw like you know there's a 
you know, had delegate position for U Ottawa open at QSEC. And I'm like, hey, do you think I should do this? Like, how was your experience like? Because you were HD and you, he was still involved with QSEC in different roles. And he, he's like, yes, do it, apply. You're perfect for it. You'll have so much fun. Because I wanted to go to QSEC anyways. And I was like, if I'm going to go, and I, I love to be involved, I love that responsibility, um, I, why not go as head delegate? So that's what I did. I applied, I interviewed, I got it. And yeah, I took like, I think 147 U Ottawa delegates that year. It was like the most number of delegates that I've ever been to from to QSEC from U Ottawa. So that was really exciting. It was so much fun. I met so many people from U Ottawa that I'd never met before. Like I'd seen them like around campus and I'd seen them in class, like upper years, like, you know, students in first year, second year. Um, you know, just meeting them and taking them to QSEC was like an incredible experience. And again, I had a blast at QSEC from a different perspective, but still an amazing time. And when I met the organizers, um, and even the process of organizing, you know, when we used to meet for our meetings online, I met people from like Winnipeg. I met people from Montreal, obviously, from U of T, from Waterloo, from all over Canada. I met these incredible people and they were just so kind, so like-minded. Um, and it was just so fun. And I, I again felt that energy, uh, that, that positive vibe and and it again, it really inspires me like that. It really like uh, I need that in my life. That's why I, I am so involved in the community because like I thrive on it, you know. Um, um, so, what what is like um, I guess the main um, what I want to know is like what really is Cusack? Because there's obviously hack like I'm giving examples. We have yeah. Yoda Hack, right? But it's a hackathon. Yeah. Right. Uh, does QSEC have like workshops? Is it um, is it kind of like a project yeah. thing where, or is it like a leadership conference? I think QSEC is the the thing about QSEC and why it's it's different from like hackathons is it it's anything you want it to be. Okay. So there are hackathons, there are lightning talks that you can do. There are you can show your projects uh, to sponsors. You can like present your projects. You can present like like lightning talks are basically like a talk you can present to 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 the community uh, about a topic you're passionate about. You could go there um, to go to the career fair. You could go there to see other like talks by like industry professionals from all over the world, um, and you can just you can go there to find inspiration as well right and to find like-minded people so it gives like anything you want it to be um it's not like a hackathon in the sense that you are working in a team uh on a project but it's in this it, you can find your team at QSEC still um and, and it, it's it's a really funny experience because it, it it teaches you how how to be prepared for the industry um, and how to, again, like, again, you can take whatever you want from it, like whatever you're looking for, you can find, I think he said, okay. because there's so many people, there are 500 delegates to, to chat with, you know, um, all ages, um, all in different years, all with different experiences. So yeah, it's very different from a hackathon. It doesn't have a sole purpose. Um, it, it's whatever you need it to be. So another organization you've been involved with is CISA, right? You were yes. the last president of CISA before Tolu. Yes. So what was that like? How did you get involved with it? 
what are the things that you're most proud of? Oh, okay. I've been involved with CISA for four years, like exactly oh. four years now. Like in January, it'll be four years. Um, because in my first year, in second semester, after QSEC, I uh, wanted to be more involved in the community because again, I was very inspired, I was very motivated and determined to make an impact in the community, even in the slightest way. Um, and so I heard about CISA and so they were looking for like a manager <laughs> um, to run the meetings and to like facilitate the meetings and all the administrative stuff. And I was like, perfect. Um, and I'd met some of the people in CISA, like the upper year students, like the fourth year students in CISA back then at QSEC. And so I applied to the position, I interviewed again, and I got it. And um, that's how my journey with CISA started. So I started in an administrative role as a manager, and then I kind of, you know, was always have been a part of it throughout my university degrees. And like in fourth year, like last year, like you said, I was president and now I'm an advisor, but uh, it, it's so like incredible to think that it's been four years, but it, it, it never felt like work. For me, it was like connecting with other students that are like like me and like-minded and to make an impact in our U Ottawa community of software engineers, computer scientists, um, and just running events. Um, it was just so much fun. Yeah. You're, our, you're the first female guest on this web series, <laughs> right? Um, sadly, that shouldn't really be the case. We, we really want to get more females on the show to talk about their experience here. But what is your take on the lack of women in this industry? And how do you think, if you have any ideas, how do you think we can maybe change that in the future? Um, that's a, like, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, there are a lot of women in like computer science, not as much uh, as men, mm -hmm. but, uh, and there are not a lot of women. There, there are even fewer women in software engineering for some reason. There, there are more women in computer science than in software engineering. Like, I'm not sure, basically the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I did notice that when I was in first year and it was kind of a shock to me because I never really, I don't know, it just never registered that it, like, it would be a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, until, like, I was here and I looked around my classroom and my labs and, like, I saw, like, most of you guys, especially my software courses, uh, and even still, um, and it's not a bad thing, um, you know, but, but yeah, it, there should be more women um, in, in the industry. And I think the, the root cause is, like, you gotta go to, like, high schools, like, do a lot of, like, high school outreach, I think, like, in grade 10, 11, that's where that's when people are being inspired. Like for me, I decided in grade ten, um, and if someone like came to talk to more women about these options that they have, maybe there'll be more there'll be more women in software engineering. Um, I remember I used, I was a part of Wise, uh, which is like uh, U Ottawa, like the U Ottawa chapter is like women in science and engineering. They do a lot of high school outreach. Um, for girls in like high schools and middle schools so so that's like a really good initiative that I, I really like stood for and wanted to be a part of for a little bit uh, I didn't do it last year I did it the year before um, they're still running and they're going very strong so there's so many like role models 
out there that you can find and I feel like bringing them to light is important um, because we want to show software engineering as an option for women and it's not challenging yeah. in a sense yeah. like it's it's not it's not difficult for women rather than men I, I don't know I haven't been able to figure out what the root causes of more men than yeah. women I, I don't think there is one cause it's just it's just how the circumstances have circumstances and how like the mentality is from you know from middle school i guess yeah. that's when that's when you're trying to figure out what you like and what you don't like and maybe these girls just haven't had the chance to explore this option yeah maybe i i, I mean it can only get better yes it can that's only get my better. that's my hope it can only get better and it, I, I think it'll, it'll get better with initiatives like wise and mm -hmm. ieee csa all like a lot of people run events and it's just not software engineering it's engineering in general you know and even computer science that has uh issue problem i guess <laughs> so you finish your internship at rbc and you're going back once you graduate right yes so yes are you you're just wrapping up now your last term mm -hmm. and you finish your iron ring ceremony yeah right uh so what is like your wrap-up plan how are you well i mean it's pretty much done now right because this is the end, end of the semester i guess how what are you transitioning your, yeah how are you transitioning what are what are the thoughts that are going through your mind um that's a great question. This is a very like happy question yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I'm finally done. Um, one of the thoughts right now is like I'm kind of sad. Like I was really excited to be done. Like we've been, I've been looking for four years. Like, I've been looking forward to this moment for four years, right? And you're too probably like when yeah. you, when am I gonna get my ring? Once you get it, and once like you know, I'm starting exams this week. Um, it's coming to an end in literally a few days. And I'm gonna miss like school because I don't think I'm gonna go back to school um, again. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see like grad school in my future. I, I shouldn't say no, but like probably not. <laughs> um, so it, I feel like a big, big, big part of my life is coming to an end because since we're little, like we've been in school. So I've been in school for like 20 years of my life. So like wow. a big part of my life is like coming to an end. So that's kind of hitting me now because um, I've been so involved when I'm in school. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that while I'm at work because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be working nine to five and I'm going to like try to find like a way to, to engage myself in the community because like I need that for my mental health and my well-being because it, it's a big part of me and like who I am. Um, so that's something I am thinking about. And in terms of transitioning, I'm going on a trip. Wow. So Where are you I'm, going? I'm going to Bali and then I'm going to Thailand. And I'm going for like a month and a half before I start work. So pretty places. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that really helps with transitioning because I'm distracted with planning my trip and going on the trip. And next thing you know, I'm going to start work. Yeah. And oh. yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I'm dealing with it. I'm just going to go away. <laughs> Are you starting at RBC like a like a while? Um, I guess so. You 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 done uh, end of December. Mm -hmm. When do you go on your trip? 
Like, I literally leave like the first week of January. Okay. And I come back mid February. And then do you start right? So I, then, I, I basically come back on Friday and then I start work on Monday. Oh. <laughs> because I wanted to go on my trip as fast as possible mm -hmm. and for as long as possible. Yeah. And then also start work as early as possible. Okay. Um, so it kind of worked out. So you're going to be like preparing your mind while you're vacationing? Yeah. I think after my vacation, I'll be like pretty ready because yeah. I'll... Because you'll have the rest and like... Yeah. I'm just going to go to Bali and Thailand to reset, basically. And so instead of being a student, I'm going to be full-time. And, and are you going alone or with friends? I'm doing, like, I'm backpacking solo, oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's very fun. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. Going to get my scuba diving license, maybe. <laughs> going to surf and stuff, so I'm excited. <laughs> so that wraps up all the questions I have for you. Uh, thank you so much for coming. It thank really, you for having me. Yeah, it was really good <laughs> to hear about your experience and your, I'm really excited for your grad trip. I hope that goes well. Yeah. Uh, is there any way people can reach out to you if they have any questions? Of course. Like I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn and yeah. also Instagram. Like okay. I'm, I'm pretty like an informal person. So reach me either way, LinkedIn or Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So those links will be in the description below. So yeah, just message her if you have any questions. Try not to message her when she's on vacation. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, that's it for this video, guys. Thanks for sticking around, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions or comments, please leave it in the comments below, and I hope I'll read them and look it over. Uh, but thank you. See you next time.